if you were to balance them all, I mean, somewhere between, let's just say 20 to 40, 20 to 50. Okay. okay. I mean, I don't, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but that's just a guesstimate. Well, let so. me, let me ask you a different question. I mean, when do you think you break a right, a million dollar run rate? We're already, yeah, well past that. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. You want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Michael McCarthy. He is building a company called Inkit, which is a direct mail solution track, which tracks and automates personalized letters, marketing collateral, statements, policies, and many other items. Michael, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. So just to be clear, you are not directly competing with, call it a HubSpot or Salesforce in terms of the technology of the CRM. You're just tying in via webhooks or something to do direct mail. Correct. We already bolt on to those types of platforms or products. Okay. Which of those platforms, I imagine you're, you're obviously integrated with all of them. Which one of them drives you the most customers? We, we wouldn't say one or any others drivers more than, than the other. So there's, you're not going to pick a baby. Anybody listed on our ecosystem drives us, drives us customers. So we're, we're very friendly to, you know, lots of different solutions. And, and in fact, Nathan, there's actually solutions out there that are, that are point solutions where they might be used by really, really large insurers or really, really large banks. Take for, take for instance, like an FIS where, they might drive one or two customers a year, but those one or two customers are massive whales compared to to other products in the market. Yep. So. Now explain to me how you price. Is it a SaaS model? We price as a SaaS model. Pricing is very transparent. So we have a, a software as a service amount and that gets you a certain amount of mailings every year. So it's it's very, 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 very basic vanilla. So break that. I mean, give me, give me a sweet spot on the, on the SaaS side. What's the kind of the average customer paying you per year to use the tech? So average customer is, you know, north. We're, we're, we're typically seeing a lot of six-figure size contracts on average. Um, okay. So you're can, not an SMB that, play? That can, not as much as SMB play. SMB is really, really tricky when you go into direct mail, meaning a lot of, you know, your local coffee shop probably doesn't have the budget for for direct mail even to begin with. So it's it's typically more of a, a mid to enterprise type of customer play. Okay. And then I cut you off, but you were going to say you also have kind of a per mail delivered fee. What is, I imagine that's in a sense, how many cents? Yeah. So, so that can, that can really vary. It can be as low as 30 cents. It can be as high as, you know, let's say you want to send out a hundred page document that could be 10 bucks, just depending on how many pages there are. So we have a, we have a SAS amount and then we have a per piece amount per piece is, is fixed. 
Interesting. So, okay, let me let me ask let me ask you a question. When you add up all your revenue over the past twelve months, what percent came from pure SaaS versus the metered portion? That's something that we don't publicly disclose, but it's 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 definitely we have a, we have a lot of SaaS. It's a very healthy mix. So it's 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 similar to like if not more than like food comps out there publicly traded. Well, I, so. I don't I don't know what those are. I'm just trying to get a sense of are you more a metered business that's pay as you go or more a SaaS play? Because they're very different questions I'll ask based off what you're the majority of. Or like it's more than 80% of the business SaaS, would you say? I'd, I'd say less than 80, but definitely more than, than 50. So it's, it's, okay. it's a hybrid of the two. It's, it's definitely, SaaS is definitely a big component of it. And, you know, of course, as companies ramp up their usage, then you start to see more metered, the metered side. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's fair enough. Now, obviously your margins are going to be better on the SaaS side, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. SaaS is, SaaS is pretty, pretty good margins from, yeah. from what I've heard. Put this, <laughs> so. uh, put all this, Michael, on a timeline for me. When did you launch the company? So company was started in 2017. It was started by myself, my my best friend, Abram Isla, who's the other co-founder, CTO. Our, our quick backgrounds are Abram has been coding since he was four years old. The two of us grew up together. He was one of Aaron Schwartz's best friends. Aaron was one of the founders at Reddit, co-founders at Reddit. So Abram and Aaron helped build some of the very first open sourced Python frameworks that actually ended up being used to build Reddit. And then right out of high school, my my CTO, Abram, was hired onto lead pages to be their chief information security officer when he was 18. Um, myself, I went off to college, played soccer, had a degree in econ, minor in computer science. And my, my first actually job out of school was sitting next to a direct mail team. I wasn't doing direct mail, but I was sitting next to a team of 70 people doing this. And just saw how archaic and really how the process was all dependent upon flat files and CSV exports and everything was just like very, very manual and, and actual like human intensive, right? Meaning that if, if, a, if a bank like US Bank wanted to turn around a direct mailer, it would take them sometimes up to 12 to 16 weeks to actually get this out in the mail. Yep. So, so you two no started this thing in 2017. Now, how much time and money did you spend coding before your first dollar of revenue? Do you remember? We spent a good six months coding. Um, you know, tough to put a dollar value on it other than our time. But we had a team of myself and three other guys that we were we were all just working on this full time to get things going. Well, did you have Is to I- pay? Did you have to pay those other three people anything uh, to work we, or was all equity? We had a lot of those guys just on, on hybrid types of just equity agreements. So okay. it was a pretty... Pretty, I guess, different a traditional setup process from the beginning. No, no, it's not. Di- I mean, it's not different. I, I mean, you, the founders have to get creative in the early days to figure out how to get stuff done for free, right? So you use equity, you use other incentives, you do consulting work on the side, whatever you have to do. Exactly. Yeah. So we we did a little bit of consulting work on the side. You know, paid people a little bit differently than than out of the gate, and then yeah, we really really launched our product in. You know, Jan, I'd say really Jan, February of 2018. So we've we've really only been around for you know even a little less than than two years. And how se. many people are on the team today? We have a team of, of 15 plus. Um, mostly, most of them are based in Minneapolis. Okay. Primarily. How many? How many engineers? That are just, we have, I'd say, over still over 70 percent of our businesses is engineering based. So 10 plus. Okay, got very, it. Very, very engineering side. Do yeah. you have, are you at a stage, I imagine with your contract values, you must have some folks that are carrying a quota. Or are you the only sales rep right now? No, I'm not the only sales rep. <laughs> and we, we do have other sales reps carrying quotas. So we have we have a few other sales guys. How, that are, how many total? 
we oh man we have three right now and are you still figuring that out or do if you, you feel like you've perfected it? in other words you know what the quota target is you know what the ramp time is you know what the kind of ote to you know quota target is in terms of you know payback period all that jazz I don't think anybody's figured out their OTE or their their uh, sales formula. So we're even even big companies are constantly tweaking that and changing that. So we we have a we have a really good idea of what kinds of customers we want to sell to. We have a really good idea of what those cycles look like. We have a really good idea of who the buying centers are. Now, from a OTE and just earning side, I mean, let's let's face it. Some of these large enterprises. Let's say you go out and talk to the the Exxon Mobiles or the WalMarts or the the United Healthcare groups of the world. A lot of those companies take you know years to do things. So that's where that's where it, it, there's sort of a, it's more of an art to how you craft these these sales. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to be fair, the, the companies once you're north of 20, 30 million bucks in ARR, th- this is a this is a system. It is a well-oiled machine. There's very little tweaking that happens. So I mean, this oh, is totally. A, so, totally. so I guess what I'm asking you is, th- you're you're at a valuable point where most of my listeners are probably very similar to you. They've hired maybe their first one or two sales reps, but they're still tweaking. They're still figuring out. I'm just trying to understand what different inputs you're using for that model to try and get a better guess of what that will look like at scale. Yeah, so this is the two big two big inputs we have is one we have a baseline compensation and a baseline comp is we actually pay very similar to like what a what a sales rep would make in SoCon Valley or New York City. So there's just a, there's a base amount, and then what we do is we have a we have a commission structure based on the SaaS component of our product. So depending upon you know different functions too, obviously a sales rep is incentive incentivized to sign a a two-year deal over a one-year deal or a five-year deal over a one-year deal or to include things like auto renews or other types of favorable provisions. There's a there's a baseline cut that we provide just on getting the contract signed. And then for each additional like added benefit that's pro ink it, such as like an auto renew, then that 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 mechanism slides up. What right? new annual revenue do you want to see kind of reps closing in their first 12 months? Is it like $300,000 worth of ARR or a million or something else? We'd like to see, you know, close to close to 400 at okay. least in the first first, you know, couple couple months. But we, we do know too that a lot of these take time, right? Where we, well, we Ryan, have, what do you mean first couple months? So let's say I just joined you today. I'm your fourth sales rep kind of hire. You're going to say, Nathan, our expectation is over the next 12 months, you're going to close $400,000 in new annual business. Correct. Right now we have a lot of, we have a lot of those types of clients just coming in inbound. So it's, it's pretty, it's, it, it'd be pretty tough not to hit, you know, those types of types of quotas that we've laid out already. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not about are the leads coming in. I mean, there's there are plenty of people have plenty of leads coming in, but someone has to go on the phone with them if they're paying you a hundred thousand dollars a year and actually get the deal done. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Thanks. Interesting. Um, okay. So three folks, uh, with quota, 10 engineers, 15 people kind of full time. Now here's a question. So, uh, you guys start at the desk, you're sitting next to these people doing direct mail. You're going, this is a massive pain point. Did that customer become your first customer or how'd you get your first couple customers? <laughs> I wish, uh, no, they're, we're actually talking to them right now. So, so our, our first actually, so, so truth be told, our first couple customers were when we first got going, we, we didn't know who we were selling to Nathan. We frankly were just trying to figure out the market. So we spent the first three months literally walking around uh, 
this college town area knocking on on restaurant doors, you know, wondering if, if a restaurant or a dry cleaner or a local business would actually buy our tool. And what we very quickly learned was that a lot of these, you know, small mom and pop businesses just one didn't have the budget or two didn't even have the marketing automation tools to make this, you know, medium automated. So we we started calling into companies that, you know, you and I have heard of like like Tacovas or well, who, like a who was do you remember the first logo? Who, let's tell that actual story. Who was the first customer? Yeah. So our our, our first customer was a company called Bite Squad. Okay. And how'd you um, get them? And we made just a ton, a ton of emails. Like I I believe I emailed this lady probably 15 times over the course of a what month. What was her title? Her title was she was head of demand gen. Oh, okay. Is that still kind of who you're selling to, head of demand gens? Uh, it can it can vary. A lot of times it's CRM users, or it can be it can even just be marketing buyers. So she was a VP of demand gen, and we must have just pestered her to the point of where she was like, "Hey, we have to we have to buy this." Okay. <laughs> so, so you cl- you close her. That's your first customer call at 18, 19 months ago. And then what are you at today? Kind of a handful, four or five customers. Yeah, so we we now have forty plus customers. Um, actually, well, a lot more than that. We're 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 close to like that hundred customer range at the moment. And, and those are paying customers, and not no free. Yeah, we don't. We we're really not. We don't do free from a from a business side. So we have you know hundred plus customers, and customers come from a wide variety of industries. We see we see a lot of people in insurance. We see a lot of people in financial services, healthcare, and just consumer goods or e-commerce. So there's a pretty good variety. I mean, ultimately, for for our product in particular, there's you know really two different use cases. The first use case is you have a marketing use case, so that the marketing use case really resonates with grocers, e-commerce, um, consumer goods types of brands. And then we also have an operations use case, which is sending out like actual forms or notices or bills or compliance materials. And that's a huge sweet spot with financial service providers, insurers, sure. healthcare companies. So now, Michael, in terms of scale, right? So hundred customers, you told me earlier, the average kind of contract value is you call it in the six figure. So hundred grand. Now I, if I, obviously if I multiply hundred grand times a hundred, that puts you at more than a million dollars a month in revenue. I don't think you're at that scale yet. Is your average customer paying you a little bit less than hundred grand a year? We, we have, so, I mean, obviously we had a couple of customers that were, were first, um, that, you know, well, what's the, we, a, that's why I asked the average ACV, right? Not your top customer, your average, your sweet spot. Yeah, so our, our, our average is about that, about that sweet spot. Yeah. So Which we're, is what? We're, we're, we're right around that like hundred K clip range. Okay. Yeah. But you understand, I don't think that can be true. Right. So if you're at the average, oh, no, a- I, I, yeah, I mean, I understand if you, if you go run the math, I mean, but that, that's what we're seeing in the last six months. So if we were to go back and average everybody out, like, Sure, it might be under that threshold. Maybe it's closer to because we did have a, a, a first couple of clients. No, so totally. Did. That's that's why I'm asking though, Michael. I I, I don't want to know what your landing customers today at, which might be a hundred grand. That's great. No, no. I'm curious to get the historical value. So so was it more like a thousand dollars a month from your all your historical accounts? No, I mean, we're a lot more than that. We're oh man, I'd say if you were to if you were to balance them all, I mean, somewhere between. Let's just say 20 to 40, 20 to 50. Okay. okay. I mean, I don't, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but that's just a guesstimate. Well, let so. me, let me ask you a different question. I mean, when do you think you break a right, a million dollar run rate? We're already, yeah, well past that. Okay. So, so is the next target five? I mean, what's the next big goal you want to yeah, break? So our, our, our big next milestone is we'd like to get to that, that five area. That's and do you a, think you can do it big. next year or is that going to be a stretch? 
who knows? I mean, we, we think we can definitely do it next year. We've got a couple big ones in the pipeline right now that are, that are certainly able to, to get us there quickly. Okay. So it's unfair to ask this question because multiplying small numbers is easy. So your growth rates go through the roof, but if you're past a million dollars in run rate today, where were you exactly a year ago? So we can get growth rate. Oh, um, you had only been like six months old. Yeah. You know, that's, I have an idea. That's just not something we disclose. That's just, that's for us. That's like just private, private information. Um, it's kind of like on a need to know basis for those types of types of numbers. So, well, well give me, so give me your, to, if you want to stay vague, that's fine. Just, I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Are you talking like a hundred percent year over your growth or like a thousand percent year over your growth? You give mean, me a range. We've, we've, we've done between a hundred and a thousand. I mean, we're, we're definitely, we're definitely more than tripling. Okay. Just a rate. So Yeah. That's good. Okay, good. So, so 300% kind of year over year growth, uh, your past million run rate today. And you feel like in the next, you know, call it four to eight quarters, you can break a $5 million run rate based on your model of combined metered plus SaaS revenue. Sure. That's, that's fair. Bootstrapped. We've taken in a little bit of <clears throat> taking in some outside funding. So it's, it's Michael, the dilute. why take the dilution? It sounds like you were basically making money from day one. We, we were taking, making money from day one. So we, um, we took, money just early on very 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 nominal amounts and that's also just not disclosed for for obvious reasons but um wait michael but yeah, sorry no, we, that's not an obvious trapped. hold on sorry there there are no <laughs> obvious reasons for that why, why would you be coy about that that just my listeners are going to listen and go this guy's hiding something why would you be coy about that strategically there's no reason to be coy about it i think there's a lot of reasons to be coy about it strategically but i can look actually. it up we can look into sec filings and quickly look it up you, you, well, not all the time. No, not necessarily. A lot of things come, can come in as, as uh, secondaries or safes or all sorts of other things that don't dis- get disclosed. <laughs> so no, say, safes get, uh, the, the, but, safes get convertible notes, safes, these, these things, these things do get disclosed. Once they convert. Sure. Sure. But not at, not, not the time. Um, and if that's, you know, so, so basically there's a, there's a lot of, we've, we've taken in some money, um, not a ton, but you know, definitely like very, very well-known investors who who have backed us. So. Yeah, I guess what I'm asking is, it's more impressive to me someone that bootstraps, right, versus that's oh, raised totally. a ton. So I'm trying to get a sense. If you raise ten million bucks, your story is less we, interesting to me, right? <laughs> we so have not, we have not raised ten million. Can you can you just make that. can you just make this statement? You've definitely raised less than X amount. Um. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely raised less than than, than a million. Okay. So. Perfect. So that's good. It's, so, um, that helps keep context. Yeah. Any very, plans? Very any plans? Any stage. plans to raise in the next twelve months, or you can get pretty far on that that money? Um, uh, dep- I mean, always open to the right offers is sort of the the answer there. So it, it were, I mean, it depends on how the market is, right? If we don't need to, then we won't. If we need to, then we might. Well, are you then burning it, massive yeah. amounts of capital right now? Do you need to go out and raise, or are you cash flow positive? We're we're neutral. We're pretty much neutral as far as things from how we're sitting at the moment. Okay. So your lips not, were about to not. your lips were about to say B as in burning, and then you quickly went back to neutral after your brain kicked in. Are you burning or are you neutral? We are. We are neutral. We have. We do not have uh, massive amounts of of burn going on every month, Nathan. But so. what does massive mean? That can be. That's relative. Um, massive to me would be. I, I know of one company where they they were burning a hundred thousand dollars. Actually million dollars no it's a hundred thousand dollars a day so um we're well, not ob- we're not doing that type of a, a rate okay so. but michael that comment makes as if that company is a billion dollar company burning a hundred grand burning hundred grand a day makes a lot of sense okay well fair point but but i mean out of out of the gate as a seed stage company no so yeah um, they're no longer in business either so 
Got it. So, okay. So basically cash flow break even, uh, if the right, you know, if you do go out and raise, obviously you're open to the right deal comes along. You're in a hotel room right now. Do you have investor meetings later today? We do not. No, uh-huh. <laughs> I do have a sweater on though. Cause I have a lot of meetings with insurers and financial service providers. Uh, I am so. not, I am not envious of you. Let's just put it that way. Uh, right. last couple of questions before we wrap up. Um, churn, uh, when you look at your past 12 months, gross revenue churn, what's it at? No churn. We have negative churn. So you've had no, you've had no, you've had no, no, by ass gross. You can't have negative gross churn. We've had, we've had no, we've had no churn. So we're actually, our customers are are buying more from us than they were. So you've had no of your hundred customers that were paying you call it a year ago. None of them have either sent less mess, uh, mail. So their metered kind of thing, their revenue has gone down or have downgrade based off a of feature based on the SaaS side. No, no downgrade revenue. None. Okay. And, and what's expansion look like? Are we talking 20% kind of customers expansion year yeah, over year? Very, very high expansion. So well, what's high? we're, we're north of 50% on expansion side. Okay. And that's not on like your best case scenario. That's on the full cohort from a year ago. It's that yeah. you've expanded them 50%. Right. That's good. Obviously dealing with a small amount of customers, but 150% net yeah. revenue retention is pretty good this early on. So, so nice work we're, there. We're, we're expanding a lot on the expansion side. Yeah. So now, do you have a, a model a, around acquisition? So, so to get a new $30,000 a year account, will you spend 30 grand to get them? We, we're still working out our, our CAC from a CAC side. Um, but we, we, we're seeing like, you know, very, very healthy CAC types of CAC to like LTV sorts of, sorts of metrics. So well, just of course, ratios, because right? you could argue your LTV is infinite. If you have 0% churn, sure, that would be a big mistake for you to make. What we're saying is like when you look at at the contract ACV to CAC, our ACV to CAC is 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 healthy. Is what? I mean, from what we've heard, typically like metrics are three to one is like good. We're we're way more than than three to one. Okay, so uh, if your if your annual contract if your annual so. contract value is more than three x your CAC, right? So what I'm hearing you say is if you're going to land a thirty thousand dollar account, you're saying you're spending way less than ten thousand dollars to get that account currently. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Let's wrap yeah, up. With, good. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Favorite business book. Really like Phil Knight's shoe dog book. Number Great two. Book. Is there you know what? actually how to be a capitalist without any capital? That's <laughs> now, my favorite. I'm not going to go easy on you just because you use my book. All right. Number two. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm looking at it. Is there, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Is there a what? CEO you're following or studying? I, I, I follow actually a a guy named Mitch Cupid a lot from uh, from a CEO said he used to be the former CEO at Code 42 which is a backup company. Yep. So number 3 what's your what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Favorite online tool for building company Asana hands down. Number 4 how many hours of sleep you get every night? 5. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Okay, and what's your Six. what's your what's your situation? Married, single, kids? I I have a girlfriend. Yes. Okay, not married. So. Any kid? No kids? No kids. And how no. old are you? Uh, I am 26. 26. So. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Oh man. That, I think I'm, is this the sixth question or seventh question? No, six, <laughs> six, six years ago. Six what do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, oh man. Let's say it's a tough question. Hmm. It's, it's, it's uh, I'd say it's a lot harder to build a SaaS company than I probably thought it was when I was 20. So, you know, you, you see a lot of stuff going on when you're 20. You're like, oh, this must be really easy. But um, definitely, I definitely think like with a lot of bootstrapped and, and early stage SaaS businesses, the first two years are are the most important two years, just getting stuff up and running. And, and we've gotten through those two years really well. So it's it's exciting now for for year three, year four, et cetera. So 
Guys, there you have it. Ink it, helping 100 paid customers connect their direct mail campaigns with their CRM. Uh, oh, doing more than a million dollars in revenue today, hoping to break 5 million in the next call it year or so as look to scale. They've done this all by raising less than a million dollars. Team of 15 people, 10 engineers, three reps. No gross revenue churn right now and about 50% expansion. So 150% net revenue retention. Again, pretty healthy. Uh, spending less than one third of their annual contract values to get the customers. That's worst case scenario right now as they look to figure out how to scale that model. Michael, thanks for taking us to the top. Cool. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it.